Greetings. Early afternoon to you. It's 12-16, September 24th, 2021, and I'm Robert Booth of 3oaks1.com. That's 3oaks1.com for alternative medicine and Reiki, energy healings, and quite a few spiritual insights are shared in the blog. What I'm going to talk to you today is about some new developments in my research where I found that my bloodline, there was a key laying. I just happened to pick up the cell phone and one of those early morning hours you wake up and want to do a little something, maybe try to sleep afterwards. But I sat there a few minutes and I thumbed through more of the booth name and stuff and I ended up on an immigration list. The immigration list showed a Thomas Booth who had immigrated right out of the house of the Booth residence, what do they call it, the, the Dunham Massey Estate, where George Booth was Lord George Booth, who married Catherine Montfort. And Catherine Montfort was... was a gateway lady to nobility. She was tied to a lot of kings and nobles, like lords, like the Lord George Booth she had married. She was a gateway lady. She had lots of aristocracy, nobility throughout her lineage. Then when I looked through the immigration list there, I decided this Thomas Booth that was on here might just be the same Thomas Booth on my family tree that I did. I did a family tree that led straight back as I went from actually my grandfather's name back through his daddy in Franklin County, Virginia, and ended up all the way back to the George Booth of you know, Booth, the, the Dunham Massey estate in England. And uh, the, sure enough, when I looked at the family tree, Thomas Booth was exactly the same Thomas Booth. And, and that means that I am directly tied to this Catherine Montford, which she was the first one in the you know, Lord George Booth was the was the first of the peership that began in the Dunham Massey estate. And that was after a, a war that George Booth had brought and took Cheshire, but somehow he lost a battle when the other conspirators didn't show up and, and do their part. He, he lost then his battles, but he did handle the rebellion and won Cheshire, England. And that's where the Booth Dunham Estate is there in Cheshire. So after tying my name to Catherine Montfort, then that makes her a gateway to all those kings and things that come out of the Plantagenet family. Well, there was a whole mound of them, something like 15 kings 
coming out of that. And see, that's where the bloodline ties back in yet again to William the Conqueror through the Plantagenet relationship with Matilda. And Matilda was, and they know this, was the granddaughter of William the Conqueror. William the Conqueror was noted by these occult scientists and stuff to be the Merovingian bloodline, the Merovingian kings, and they had him down, the ones who did all that research, had him down as the Grail lines, I believe it is, don't don't quote me on that, but, but the Jesus Magdalene, Mary Magdalene relationship and they somehow you know like Knights Templars and stuff have it down to you know who brought that Lucifer slash Jesus blood now there was the Lucifer blood coming through people like the Scythian the Scythian people they was up in the grasslands above Israel up above there, the Scythian people. They were said to be loose for blood, but there's the difference there when you get into the Grail lines. I think that's what that is, the Grail lines, where it's Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So they have him, William the Conqueror, as tied to this Thomas Booth that I found a key in the situation. I just found that yesterday after putting up my website about dragon blood and stuff. I was so relieved that I was actually able to draw you a pencil line from where the American Booth family went back to England. See, I knew I came from Europe and I knew that I could trace back through this Booth family, but the officials in England I talked to those. They they said, you know, the the baronship, the baronage, has been marked as extinct. But that doesn't mean that you're not in line for that baronage. It was just put down as extinct. If you can prove that you are a surviving of the lineage, then you can revive that. You know, just a matter of reviving that baronage. Well, I don't know that I qualify for that yes or no. If I do, I wouldn't mind reviving the Booth Baronage in my name. I'm the oldest of two Booths that are alive right now in my family. Uh, so I found the Thomas Booth in Gloucester, it's Gloucester or something like that, Virginia, Gloucester or Gloucester, Virginia. Thomas Booth came straight over from England on an immigration list. And that's the Thomas Booth that I found traced back. Oh, there's two or three names back from my grandfather before you get to Thomas Booth. And that was when they come over, you know, on the Mayflower type things. I don't know what your boat name or anything like that. Might even be able to find that. But okay, I've got us a direct link back to the Catherine Monfort gateway lady who was tied to the Plantagenet family, direly tied to the, that family because there was like 15 kings or something came out of the Matilda relationship with the Plantagenets. 
that was from her on. They produced, you know, that was from her on, from her loins and all the, the whole family totaled out after her relationship. Fifteen kings came out of that household. And, and Catherine Montfort, which was George Booth's wife, is a gateway lady. And, and I would say that there's some type of a gateway lady there when you talk about Matilda, but that's not the same situation because from her came 15 kings. From, I don't know if she had every 15 king. I'd have to do every bit of that research, but from that relationship with the Plantagenets stemmed 15, and just mark my word, stemmed 15 kings. So it you know, might be a tree of it or something. So we have contact. You know, We have the fact that my Robert Edward Booth name, this is the interesting part, Robert Edward Booth also makes six letters each. Right, like the six 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 thing, like Ronald Milton Reagan, they accused him of being the Antichrist because it was six each thing. So, add that to September twenty third, which was an entire theological research project to find out when September twenty third had to do with anything prophetically. They had that biblically, if I'm not mistaken, came straight out of the Bible. You'd have to ask the theologians that did the actual September 23rd thing, but you will be able to find that, you see, if you look that up. That that date, too, and, and that's my birthday. So when I look at this king list that goes back through these Lucifer bloodlines, but the ones that come through mine are noted to be the Mary Magdalene lines, the, the Grail lines. Now, when you get into these dragon and Lucifer bloodlines, secret societies, oh, there's several of them. I, I can't remember which ones tie exactly to it. You'd have to look into that. But you can look on the internet, Lucifer's bloodlines, the dragon, you know, outfits that go with that occult insight. It's knowledge beyond the average person's knowledge. And... I've got us a tie back through Thomas Booth, all the way back to George Booth, who was married to this Catherine Monfort, who was tied to these Plantagenets, who was tied to directly marriage, and through those king lines, the 15 kings coming after her relationship began, you know, Matilda, who was the granddaughter of William the Conqueror. And I believe it's only a step or two back. I know I can take and connect us to Charlemagne, and Charlemagne also was the Lucifer bloodline. I don't know whether he was the Grail line. Now, they say Charlemagne married a fairy princess. I don't know, you know, the tree people or something like the forest people, the elven, and she too would have probably qualified as that Lucifer elven blood. The elven blood, according to Nicholas DeVere, is the same blood that Jesus had. And then he named Devere now. And he named in his book The Dragon Legacy, he named off old Noah, Adam, different ones, Jesus, Solomon, that that had and, and don't quote me on those names. You have to go look at the book itself to, to get exactly the names. But those likeness of names were selectively picked. And I remember he got Jesus down as an elven soul, which is the magic. He, and Nicholas DeVere says only the dragons can do, you know, the dragon bug can really do magic. Whatever goes on, 
then it says, you know, that's only the only real magic being done is done by the dragon blood. They said Jesus was was that, you know. So and then Solomon, you know. So you have to go back through that list. But we do have a direct link, so therefore it is on as far as threeoaks1.com, the dragon blood six 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 antichrist or anti-clergist. If you stand against the church, they'll put you down as an antichrist because you won't go along with the crowd. The crowd is going along with the paradigm. You can't circumvent the law that I know stood. You can say, oh, we don't go under those laws. We're not with the tribe. That's fine. That's fine. Where's the tribe? When you get up to 50, you know, 65, 100, people you should be able to have a healthy community the west was won by smaller communities than that you know what i'm saying so what's this hoorah jesus saved us when there's no law nowhere on the planet i don't think nobody lives under the law of the old testament and the reason i say that is because indulgences is what the whole martin luther reformation when i watched that show luther it was a 2007 or 13 movie, Luther. Well, he's all up in arms about the charging for indulgences, like a, a young girl could be slept with for a fee of a hundred. I mean, a dollar and twenty-five, seventy-five cents or something. And they were selling what the state has to preserve the law. You know, the state won't prosecute if you pay these fees to the church. You get, you gain an indulgence, and you can do this. And now you're you're legal. Well, that's not right. So Martin Luther raised Cain over that. Good for him. So now, you know, they were using those laws, but they were burning people too. You feel me? They was burning people and they was burning books 325 AD. So anytime an outfit like Rome is burning people and burning books and putting together their own book and then they have indulgences that you can buy coming out of it. You know what I'm saying? From there, I'm a little bit leery of that situation all the way through. So how do I know and how do we know if we haven't got exactly the law, according to the Jew, when they was lighting some of them on fire that argued with the Roman church? You see what I'm saying? So how many of them laws got stepped on by any Romans? I don't know. So whatever generalization, if you're willing to follow a generalization, Whichever curvature that Rome put on it for the benefit of Rome, if you want to declare that that's what God said, that's up to you. That's up to you. If you want to declare that, you know, I don't I don't think it's right. You don't know that. You know what I just told you about Rome having it. You do know that. So do you know that that's actually God's law? I mean, how bad can it be? Well, you kill somebody or or exile them from the tribe and all those things if you if you activate those laws. Otherwise, you got to not activate those laws and the whole church is then just a fraud because you're, you're saying we have this material, come on down, and, and the reason we're not doing it is because we're not with the tribe. Where's the tribe? Back to where's the tribe. You can't have the tribe. You can't have the laws if you don't know them. You can't have the tribe. You can't have the laws if you don't know for sure that you got them. I mean, are you willing to exile somebody based on what Rome says the law is that God gave? You know what I'm saying? Look, even worse than that, even worse than that, you have a book of Judas that says Jesus telling Judas 
I don't even serve the same God you serve, Judas. Judas was a Jew. That means the same law that the Bible has, Jesus, says he wasn't under that God. Now, they do have Jesus somewhere as far as noted to have said, I believe in the law. Well, and then they've gotten the Bible that I didn't come to do away with the law. That That's if you believe the Romans and they didn't snuff nothing. Why, it was burning books, of course. Burn the books, then burn the people afterwards. So you see, so if Jesus believed in the law and then there wasn't something thrown away in the books of the people getting burnt, because he says, you know, we don't know that. Matter of fact, we're bowing down to look. Jesus said an evil demiurge created all the profound world. According to scholars, Jesus said an evil demiurge created all the profound world. If he said that, and if he said to Judas, which these are just equally as viable of material as you're looking at with that Bible coming from Roman hands, created 65 AD, right, right during a war with, with the Jew, they were making the Bible. So what are you doing? Saying you know that you got that? What, burnt some books right during the making of it? Turned around and burnt some people? And you know that you got that. How, how, how be that? How, how do you know that? And how, you know, if you do believe that, 50, 60, 95 people, you can have a nice tribe started, a community that keeps the laws. You can say, well, my country won't let me. You know, that ain't right neither because this, this country had a lot to do with the Betsy Ross flag and the Freemasons and the Jesuit relationship that they're not supposed to be a part of the church, the Freemasons, but somehow the Jesuit order got involved and gave that flag support according to these internet pages, gave that flag to the America. The Betsy Rock flag came from the Jesuit order, ultimately, while there was some kind of a relationship with the Freemasons going on in the development of the United States of America. So they have a lot of those Masons and things. And I don't really think they're evil people, given the goals of their, you know, the spoken goal of their, their, their organization. So, so, well, whatever went on there in the, in the flip of it, the Jesuits were involved, and then this nation set up, you know, with their hands in it, and then you're not allowed to do what, you know, Europe came over here and brought, you know, 99% nine type thing, belief in the same God of that Bible, regardless of the secularism or anything or the, the tolerance they had to have for, for, you know, different denominational differences and things but where's the communities and, and what do you mean you can't do what the bible says in america what do you mean so who had a hold to the government and set it up where you can't do it so you can't so between not being able to in the legal structures in the in the world between telling people you believe it in 100 percent, you really can't you know you know, you even got the wrong God. Look, you've got the wrong God that Jesus did not serve. And that's who you bow down to at church. Look, and you don't know which one. There's no man right here that can tell you which evil demiurge created the whole profound world according to Jesus Christ. So you don't even know except for that Jesus don't bow to the same God that Judas bows to. And that's the one you're bowing to at church. That's what you do know. You're bound to the same one that that they that's what they burn a lot of people over the you know not that they didn't have a trinity until Rome created that trinity, so whatever they say Jesus said about it, but but for some reason Jesus never said he didn't serve the same God as Judas in the Bible. Oh, that's a bad book. You don't know that. That's not fair. 
Oh, you believe all of it. You believe the paradigm. You believe the jumping up and down in the bleachers with your friends hollering, Jesus saved our soul. You believe that. Who couldn't believe that? I have a good time kicking the bleachers with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's a feel-good night. We can't do these laws, you know. So what do you do? Tell people we do believe in all of it and go down there and just, you know, as far as the Bible belt or whatever you call the moral majority, I mean, you know what I'm saying? The people of the United States, the moral majority, and you can't practice the Bible. You can't put that much pressure on the government. Something's wrong with that whole whole picture. You know what I'm saying? That whole picture. Nobody wants it bad enough. That's because you like the paradigm. Human psychology, I guarantee you, they can sit down and say, these people ain't going for these laws. You know, they called that rebellion against the Lord where the people always got cursed. That's what they call it, you know, biblically. When, when the people rebelled on the Lord and, and, you know, went astray, curse fell on the people and stuff. And just about always, I could you can trace it back to some curse fell on the people. So now you got all this can't do. The government's in the way. We don't really know. We don't even know which God. We know there's a name in that book of Judas that Jesus said was a God that he served. He did name the God, but that's in a different language by now. You got people that's wrote it down in some language. Even the gods might not be able to read it. And I can, there's people that say that. Phoenician languages, two or three, four languages were created just so the gods even couldn't read what these priests or what have you, magicianers and all had discovered secret knowledge. If they wrote it this way, the, the gods couldn't read it. You know what I'm saying? So to, beyond me on something like that, I imagine it's possible. By the time you look at which evil demiurge, you don't really know. Some people say Satan. They got Lord Satan got Eve pregnant was how the Cain blood got started. Son of Satan, Cain, Tubal Cain, Tubal Cain, you see. So now you have Lord Satan who gave her that. That's out of the two lords in the, in, the, in the Bible that only one was mentioned by the Roman book. But these other people like these secret societies and these occult societies, you know, uh, esoteric knowledge, esoteric schools, they have documents that say were, you know, that statement was made. The Lord Satan was who got Eve pregnant. You'd have to research the material. I've got copies of it on the Three Oaks One website. That's the kind of stuff's there for your spiritual healing. Because, look, we're not a healthy people when we do things the way we do it. You, you know, because, number one, these kids that are influenced by parents, these, these people that are brought into this flock for the Lord, all they end up getting is, is a come through this filtration, give the money for the service, enjoy the service. You feel like kicking the bleachers with each other. But realize you're all standing there. You either can't do it as a moral majority in the United States of America. You can't put together the communities to do all you can get away with and petition the government for more growth for those communities. You can't do that. But you can jump up and down and kick the bleachers, and that's great. But look, you're misled entirely. If you've picked that book up and read it and everything, and then you show up at church, holy cow, it's not even that, you know? So all those hopes, if you finally come to your senses you say but we're not even doing the lord's way so whatever hopes and in, in that type of society really ain't mine and, and there's no guarantees about any magic act you find out that jesus even said look in some of the documentations that the ones i've healed will become sick again he talks i believe it was thomas james's book that one i don't can't put my finger on where he said that but 
they got it down all these complete healings going on there's private conversations recorded that that are just as viable as this the bible you see and, and so well, by the time you sit there and this data day shares this knowledge and you told somebody come down to the show all, all you get at that church by the time you end up sizing it all up is is a, is a show where we kick the bleachers together and you gave somebody money to to read from a book that's no longer used you know what i mean it's used to read at that show but there's no systematic developed underneath it. You know what I'm saying? There's no maritals. There's no priest that handles affairs between people that sizes it up. You know, like the priest in that Old Testament decides, you know, this is how much you owe this person. Nobody gets stoned to death or nothing by the tribe like the state would in indulgences back when Rome was selling where Martin Luther had to straighten out. All that stuff's gone on. And you still don't know which God you're bowing to as far as the evil demiurge. Some people say it was Satan that created all the physical world. Some people say, probably because the whole comment about the evil demiurge. But either way, you got me bowing to some. You don't even know which one's evil or nothing else as far as I know. You say, oh, it's a good God to forgive us, the Bible says. The Roman Bible that got people burnt and books burnt just to cover things up and all that. You hand to me and say, oh, yeah, we're bound to this God. Well, what about this book that says Jesus don't even bow to that God? What do you think about them, Apple? Anyway, that's my that's my podcast today. You know what I'm saying? I get on a warpath about that kind of stuff. So what do we do? We reform it. What do I do? I look at it. What do I do? I tell you, I've got the name Robert Edward Booth. I've got the birthday, September 23rd. I had a reincarnation what is it, past life regression where symptoms come up and you have experiences and things. I had past life regression going on when I was young and they got me. They clipped me. They pretty much character assassinated me. I was somebody. And they character assassinated me and made me something of a mental situation when it was really past life regression. I told them I was reincarnated and stuff like that. They took me out. So I'm out here just trying to put it back together and hope that everything works, that somebody sees it and then light gets put on it. And we say, you know, wait a minute. This all, by the time you get done burning books, makes sense. And burning people and, and, and feeding, they feed certain non-physical stuff and they, you know, want society to be in this shape of mentality. You know what I'm saying? The, the last thing you want is that king to show up and, and put all these rules. So there's a certain amount of repulsion going on in your spirit as far as psychological self-defense before that person ever makes the approach because there's intuition and stuff and you know it and I know it and there's like your martial arts like your ninjutsu practitioners they get up to a state where they can practically read one another's minds they say you can read articles about ninjutsu spirituality like a pack of animals where one knows to go to the front and the other one knows to go to the haunch you know what I'm saying people kind of like that there's an act of repulsion goes on I don't care your spirit knows that whether you know it or not, even your world will take shape trying to get rid of what you've been fed because now you've had a good taste of the other and that's been fed, see? So if they designed it to feed those things, they would have known what to feed into, how human psychology is going to work. And they probably would have used other gods, you know, like these witches make altars, Make, they would have used other gods to feed those energies. You know what I mean? Oh, notice they've got through your society, like Easter's really Ishtar, the, the feminine side, the goddess of the feminine. 
and stuff like that. I don't know all of it detail, but they got you doing a cult. They got like Venus over top of your White House, an, an image of her. Who knows how much that pleases that goddess and how much energy puts into feeding these things. I mean, I don't know on all of it. I'll be honest with you. I have experiences that would lead you to believe the type stuff I'm talking about. That's all I can tell you as far as putting my finger on a lot of it. They got, that's just tact. They got everything gimmick, you know, tricked up. Now, sometimes I get on the path and find out some stuff that I believe. And then, as luck would have it, you'll find something else out anyway. So that's what I'm laying it down as you, the way I have it, candid, but look, realistic. I really was Jesus, but they got me down as this devil. That ain't hard to see in a shamanistic practice. There's, again, like the non-physical side of things. Again, there's the repulsion. If you feed certain things, the feed this this much, feed that that much, certain energies and stuff they can have a certain psychological, you know, outcome where your spirit and, and certain repulsion, you know, like this will break. If you get enough going on in your spirit and your life against that, kind of like the law of attraction, a lot like the law of attraction in reverse, in reverse. Like, yeah, the law of attraction in reverse, repulsion occurs, you see. So they could feed that situation, you know. Even even where your mind knows 10,000 times more than you're consciously aware of, all those facets, dynamics of self utilized, like sex drive, like, like you know, spoils that average humans will just get stuck in that gear and, and go do until you finally get them to snap out of it, you know. So when all that's functioning, you can pretty much put controls to the situation to work. You know what I'm saying? Like joystick controls. You've got this many controls installed in society this is the direction of that this is the direction of that this will go most of the time this won't maybe they will lose and maybe i will go right up the right alley there's controls when you do a blood sacrifice too there's a certain amount of that psyche that operates not only mine because of my faith but the the spirit that is because of of the sacrifice that was made was you know a dire sacrifice and called on by that spirit according to the prophets of those jews so when you look at that, and if I'm reincarnate, which I say I am, then I've got a certain amount of faith and hope in that blood sacrifice that those gaps that they would try to close by having controls, you know, by having certain, you know, archetypes where you have psychological types where you're in this gear or when then you're in that gear, you know, facet of life, you know, you're, you're doing that type. That archetype is active in your world. Well, they can get archetypes going and feed this type of energy and this type of energy and that type of energy will not get through it. So, you know, they got got it fed over here, church church hypocrisy going on, me somewhere in the middle trying to tell you, you know, I don't believe all of that. At the same time over here on this side of it, I believe in order. So when I stand between that kind of energy flowing through society, let's get the money, let's live the lifestyles, let's to satisfy the babes, everything they got stirred like in a brew they made. And then you kind of like these energies have been fed and there you are with this type of an archetype and there I am with this type of an archetype because of certain controls. You know what I'm saying? Fortunately, the, the dynamics of the great and mighty spirit that is already known and X amount of other than breaking the prophecy, so to speak. I mean there's hope so everybody hang in there and i thought i'd drop all that on you peace
have a good day and, and, and get together with me for the moon meditation. I think that's going to be valuable. It's going to be group stuff and it's going to be useful to nations, individuals, catastrophes. We're going to use it. So start looking on Three Oaks One and, and get up with me on the uh, moon meditation about three times a week. Have a good evening.